you would have seen as you walked in the door and you see on stage a boat. Um, that's pretty exciting. Um, Carol said, who many, how many went to a beach? How many went on a boat? Has anyone been on a boat? Oh, a few of us have been on a boat. That's awesome. Um, uh, now, they're, they're there for a reason. They didn't, um, the church didn't get flooded and they didn't just float in. Because um, if the church got flooded, we'd change this purple carpet. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, the church didn't flood. These boats have been put here on purpose um, because it's around our next series, um, our series that we get to um, uh, talk through for the next uh, three weeks, so this week and two more on joy. Uh, we've done some work together as a church over the last year. Uh, we haven't had a senior pastor. We've had Steve on board, which has been amazing. Our staff team and um, our volunteers have been amazing at um, taking our church on the next steps um, of where we are. And um, we've done some work, and it's been amazing. And now we get to um, sit in this place, 2024, and we get to decide um, whether we uh, go out searching for happiness or whether we get to focus on the joy and the joy of the work that has happened um, in this place. Uh, if you've got a little one and you'd love to, um, you're welcome to stay with us this morning. Um, I'm going to share a little, some stories which hopefully can um, connect with them. Uh, if you've got some little ones under five and you just feel that they need a different space, um, that's okay. Uh, my wife Wendy's out in the creche this morning um, and be more than happy to have some conversation with you guys out there. So if there's a space available, um, if you would like um, to head out there. Um, I'm not going to say this too loud, but there is aircon um, if that helps. Um, it would, <laughs> I see half the people getting up and walking to the other room. Um, it's, a good, it's a good draw card, isn't it? Um, now, the boats um, on our stage are not just, um, they're, they're a little bit of a, a metaphor for us as we journey these next few weeks. Um, the boat has um, two different meanings. Now, um, the boat is um, us individually. Um, I talked last week around inviting Jesus to be the captain of our boat. Um, and we got to discuss um, in the cafe around um, Jesus being the captain of our boat and inviting him onto our boat personally. Um, and it was exciting to, to hear some of the stories that people had around their faithfulness um, and around Jesus' faithfulness as we invite him onto our own personal boat. Um, the other part of um, the boat metaphor is um, us as a church. And um, us as a church, as we are on this boat together, Jesus is our captain, um, and the Holy Spirit blows. You can see this morning, um, there's a sign beside it that says, we cannot direct the wind, but we can adjust the sails. So as we as church, as a boat, as a vessel, with Jesus as our captain steering us, and the Holy Spirit, the wind of the Holy Spirit at work blowing, um, it's our turn as a church, faithfully, to adjust the sails, to capture what God is doing and step forward into that. Um, isn't that exciting? I'm excited by what God is doing amongst us. Um, so this week, um, I want to look a little bit at um, the difference between happiness and joy, okay? Um, and I start with happiness is uh, defined by our circumstances, so when we are happy, generally it's because something good has happened to us. Um, yet joy, joy comes through our faith and our relationship with Jesus. We can have joy in those happy moments, but we can also have joy in the midst of our storms. 
Um, here's a little story that's going to help hopefully um, uh, let you discover a little bit of what this is about. It was a, a nice, uh, brisk morning. Uh, it was probably about 7 a.m. We're pretty lazy fishermen. Um, it was about 7 a.m. We got up, and my dad and I thought, this is the day to go fishing. So we jumped on our boat. Uh, my dad had a little boat. Um, we prepared everything the night before, knowing the weather forecast was good. We jumped on this boat, and we decided to go and catch some fish. Um, the fishing was good. Um, the Monaco Harbour was fishing really well, and so dad and I thought, yes, let's go and catch some fish. Um, we jumped in our boat, went to our first fishing spot, which, um, you know, we generally started there because as the tide was coming in, the channel was too fast to, uh, to catch or to even anchor in the channel. Um, so we started at this spot where we normally catch some smaller fish, you know, we practice, practice for when the, the, the big fish came along. Um, we started there and we caught nothing. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is weird and this is interesting. Uh, so we moved around to three or four spots and we were hunting for these fish. Um, we were hunting for this, this, this patch of fish and we couldn't find it. So we decided to pack up and we went to the channel and um, we have our little um, X on the side of our boat where we park up every time. Um, it's a joke for those fishermen. That's, you know, when you find a good spot, you put an X on the side of the boat so you can find it again. Um, it's not that helpful. Uh, no, we had our GPS marking, because GPS is great these days. Um, we had our GPS mark um, where we've caught thousands of, well, not thousands probably, hundreds of fish before. Uh, we only take our limit, by the way. Um, and so we, we put our anchor down, and we started to fish. We didn't get anything. And Dad says, oh, well, we must have just missed the mark. Let's let a little bit more anchor out. So jumped up the front, I let a little bit more anchor out, and we started fishing again. Still no fish. And I was like, what is going on? What is going on? Uh, let's just say uh, that day there was no fish to clean. Um, there wasn't really much of a boat to clean because we used the same piece of bait pretty much the whole day. Um, there was just no fish. We get back to the boat ramp and there's these people standing there with these fish that are this big going, yeah, look at this thing. And we're sitting there going, where the heck did you find that? I was focused on being happy trying to catch the fish. But you know what I miss, church? I miss the joy of being on the water with my dad, having conversation, um, being in God's amazing creation, praising him in the midst of not catching fish. I miss that. I went home dejected. I went home frustrated. I never go home with no fish, yet we did. And I missed, I missed the joy. I missed looking and focusing on the joy of a beautiful day out on a fishing trip with my dad. You see, the whole time I was consumed with finding a fish and I didn't focus on the connection that I needed to focus on. In situations and things of our life, whether they are good things or whether they are bad things, our focus needs to be on joy. Our focus doesn't need to be on finding the happiness because in some situations there may not be happiness. But our focus is on finding 
the joy, looking for the positives in those storms and the moments that we are in. You see, joy is not defined by our circumstances. Joy is defined in our relationships, in our relationship with Jesus. True joy stems from a perspective shift. Rather than a change in circumstances, it's about changing our perspective, choosing to focus on the positive aspects of life. This can bring about a sense of joy, even in the midst of our challenging times. Choosing joy means looking for the good things in every situation. Um, I shared last week um, this verse, and I'm going to read it again because God was still laying it on my heart. Um, It's from Mark chapter 6 and verse uh, 45 to 41, uh, and it's entitled, Jesus Walks on the Water, uh, from verse 45. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back in the boat and head across the lake. While, the, while he sent the people home. Now, immediately after this is um, straight after the feeding of the 5,000 people. And um, this is the context that, that this verse is, is put in. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up to the hills to pray by himself. Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on the land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. At about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came walking towards them on the water. He intended to go straight past them. Isn't that awesome? Jesus was like, oh, yeah, they're struggling. (laughs) If I sneak quietly enough, I'll get around them and they won't see me. Uh, I think Jesus has a bit of a sense of humor um, in this. But you see, when Jesus saw, uh, sorry, but when they saw Jesus walking on the water, they cried out in terror thinking that Jesus was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them all at once and says, do not be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. And then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped and they were totally amazed. You see, when, even when the disciples uh, saw something walking out on the water, They didn't see it as something that could save them. No, they even thought it was a ghost. Even when they saw that it was Jesus, the bringer of joy, they were still scared. Just in the previous hours, they had just seen Jesus take five loaves and two small fish and feed 5,000 people. Yet still, they were scared when they saw that it was Jesus. Their focus was not on the fact that Jesus is God and his power and has power over all things. No, their focus was still on the storm and on their circumstances. It wasn't until Jesus physically stepped into the boat that the waves and the wind stopped. It was then the disciples' focus changed and they were amazed. In Hebrews uh, 12, 1 to 2, it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off everything 
every weight that slows us down, especially the sin, uh, especially that's the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects faith. Because of joy, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. Disregarding its shame, he is now seated in the place of honour beside God on the throne. You see, in this verse, Jesus knew the struggle and the pain that was going to take place in the journey that was about to happen for him as he was to die on the cross for all of us. Yet his eyes and his perspective were on the joy of the price. Redemption that we may have, redemption with the Father through Jesus Christ. And that Jesus now sits beside his Father in heaven. He didn't focus. He didn't focus on the pain and the anguish. He focused on the joy that he could bring. In some of my, my downtime, I've been um, watching um, the Sail GP, the yacht racing that happens with those um, giant boats that go like a million miles an hour and when they um, crash, oh my goodness, is that spectacular. Um, that's why I watch it for the, you know, um, now you see these boats are impressive. These boats are big um, and these boats are fast. Uh, I was watching one uh, little highlight clip and one of the boats was, was last. They were about um, uh, maybe 100 to 200 metres behind the other boats with only a small one leg to go. Um, and in most circumstances, that's like a write-off. Um, but the wind had stopped or the wind had died right down and the two boats ahead of them had fallen off their foils. They got these awesome foils that they can go really fast on. When they fall off the foils, um, I like to explain it like a dolphin swimming nicely in the water um, and then you put me next to the dolphin or you put me on the back of the dolphin, um, it like just stops. Um, so these, uh, these boats had pretty much stopped in the water and they were searching for the wind. Now this last boat, this last boat said, uh, well these two boats are over here, well they're not really finding any wind, well let's just go over here, maybe there's some wind over here. Their perspective was different. Their perspective wasn't looking at the boats in front of them. It wasn't looking, oh my goodness, look, there's the finish line. Um, if we sail in a direct line to the finish line, it's the shortest, the distance there. No, they're looking for the wind. Just as we must, church, as a, as a, um, as a church, look for the wind of the Holy Spirit blowing in this place, these boats were looking for the wind. And so their perspective was on that. Uh, long story short, they got on the foils first, they won the race, woohoo, yay, awesome. Um, the other boats came in pretty close after them. You see, their focus wasn't on the boats, it was on the wind. They needed to capture the wind to stay on their foils. And just like in Hebrews 12, um, we as individuals and we as the church need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to see the wind of the Holy Spirit 
And we need to focus on adjusting our sails to capture that wind. Even when we see that we may not be going in the same direction as all the other boats, that's okay. Or we cannot even see the finish line, that's okay. Because we can trust in our captain, in Jesus. The one who died for our sins, not uh, knowing that it was going to be painful and knowing that it was going to be a struggle, yet he chose to die and he chose to put his focus on the joy. To be us to be restored in relationship with Jesus. And that's the joy that we need to put our focus on. Um, I finished this morning with a little well-known story. Um, some of you may have heard this before. Um, but it's a man who puts her, uh, focus on the big picture, um, the focus on joy. It's lots of fishing stories this morning. It's quite, quite um, relevant with lots of boats around, eh? One day there was a fisherman, and he was lying on a beautiful beach, uh, trying to release some of the stress of his workday. He noticed the fisherman sitting on the beach, uh, a fisherman sitting on the beach, and decided to find out why this fisherman was fishing instead of being hard at work to make a living for his for himself and his family. Aren't you? You're not going to catch many fish that way," he said said the businessman, you should be working rather than lying on this beach. The fisherman looked up at the businessman and replied, well, what would be the reward in that? Well, you can get a bigger net. If you caught lots of fish, you can get a bigger net and you can catch even more fish, said the businessman. And then what would my reward be? Asked the fisherman, still smiling. The businessman replied, you will make money and, and you can sell the fish and you'll be able to buy a boat. Uh, which then means you can have even more fish and catch even more fish as, as you don't have to just fish in this one spot, you can fish everywhere else. And again, what will my reward be? Said the fisherman. The businessman was beginning to get a little bit irritated with the fisherman. Uh, you can buy a bigger boat, an even bigger boat, and you can hire some people to work for you, he said. You can catch even more fish, you'll make even more money. And then what will my reward be? said the fisherman. The businessman was getting angry by this time. Don't you understand? You can build up a fleet of fishing boats, sail them all over the world, and you can let all your employees catch a fish for you. Once again, the fisherman asked, and then what will my reward be? The businessman was red with rage, and he shouted at the fisherman, don't you understand that you can become so rich that you'll never have to work for your living again? You can spend the rest of your days sitting on this beach, looking at the sunset, and, and you won't even have a care in the world. The fisherman, still smiling, looked up and said, well, what do you think I'm doing right now? <laughs> you see, when we stop chasing the world's definition of happiness, when we stop chasing, um, uh, looking at um, the, sorry, when we stop looking at the world's definition of happiness, which is tied into our circumstances, we can then begin to focus our eyes on the joy, which has actually been with us right along, because Jesus is the captain of our boat. And when we trust in our captain, we can trust that we can um, live in the joy that he has for us. Let's pray. 
Jesus, uh, thank you. Um, Lord, we read in Hebrews 12. Lord, we just thank you that in, in the midst of um, pain and of anguish, in the midst of um, <laughs> certain death, your eyes went on that, but your eyes were on the joy of redeeming us to the Father, the joy of you sitting next to the Father at the right hand. And Jesus, we thank you for that. We thank you that we now get to live in that same joy. We get to live in the joy of eternal life with you when we trust Jesus that you are the captain of our personal boats. When we invite you into our lives and we worship and we trust you, Jesus, we can trust that um, in all circumstances, we can look at you for joy, the joy that you give Jesus. Lord, whether the waves are big or the waves are small, whether things are going well or things are a struggle, Jesus, when you are the captain of our boat, we can trust in you. And Jesus, as a church, as we look at the big picture of our boat, Jesus, with you at the helm, leading us and guiding us, Lord, Lord let us be called to action as we turn ourselves to what the Holy Spirit is calling us to do. When that wind blows, Jesus, direct our boat and help us as the church to take action to turn those sails so that we may continue to live in your joy, the joy that you have for us here at Franklin Baptist Church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen.